0: Are you ready baby yep yay welcome back to Age university episode number two here's a funny story austin and i actually recorded this identical episode on sunday and we talked for an hour and a half we just got to chatting and his microphone was not plugged in so we're back he's the best sport i know And he's come back on to redo it with me. I'm giggling because I feel like people said podcasting was really easy. And not that it's hard, but it's just a little more technical. I'm learning. We're all learning. This is an educational platform. So in order for me to give you guys my whole life on this podcast, this podcast is like my diary. I need you to know the person that I spend every second of every day with, (laughs) my ride or die coach Austin aka daddy aka the evolution of our relationship but he's the main character in my storyline so he's here we're going to talk about our relationship and just the evolution of us collectively Austin
1: yeah welcome I'm happy to be here for the second time um, <laughs> you know this is actually the third episode but the <laughs> second episode is in a hidden archive somewhere that if somebody finds it it'll be
0: gold. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we originally when we recorded this first, we were going to do a relationship q&a and I posted a lot of questions on Instagram. But then as we got to recording, we realized as a good follow up to the first episode that I posted just about my life and how I got to where I am now and the Akash Records, all the things we wanted to just kind of do a continuation of that story with how it's played into our relationship, I guess. Oh, also for you guys that are new and maybe didn't hear me on Shannon's podcast, we originally called Austin Coach because we always joked how we would give a guy that we were dating a pseudonym before we were ready to hard launch him to the world. But then it kind of turned into Austin and I really seriously dating (laughs) and he was a coach which is really like a public figure, you know, you're a role model to young men. And I was on Shannon's podcast talking about sex. So we just decided to continue to keep our social media profiles and a little bit private. (laughs) And I never wanted to reference his name or the school that he was working with at the time just for privacy. But a lot of people are like, should we, can we still call him coach? Absolutely. Awesome. Yes.
1: Yes. um, Because, you know, I'm still into improving other people's lives and I'm just not on the formal setting in a field now, but, um,
0: we've got to I, tell me you've left your job.
1: Yeah. I, I've left my job as a college football coach and really, you know, when you're in that role, like recruiting is very hardcore. It's like the lifeblood of your, of your job and your success. So it's kind of why we had to keep it low key you know, and separate Shannon's podcast from my (laughs) career. I didn't want any uh, opposing teams trying to use that against, you know, somebody's mom who was like, Oh, you really want this guy uh, mentoring your son? Look look what his girlfriend's doing. She's talking
0: about his boof hole on the internet.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) So I've made a transition and now I am in software sales, Mm -hmm. which has been really cool. I'm with a really Great company with a really great leader and a great culture, and I have a lot more time to spend with family and AG, and just focus on things that uh, I want to do in the future.
0: Yeah, it's actually funny because, in all fairness, I really never called you coach. I only did that on the internet or <laughs> like on chance. Like I don't know if I've ever once your face called. It you was coach.
1: mostly Shannon.
0: <laughs> it really was. Shannon. Shannon
1: would always hit me with the code.
0: <laughs> she would, Shannon. You guys, Shannon truly has been Austin's biggest fan. Shannon really is part of the reason I think we're together. She yeah, was really. I
1: was either going to be with you or Shannon. Apparently, <laughs>
0: Shannon. Shannon. Austin was sending me so many funny messages and just pursuing me so hard. Shannon's like, this man is so funny. Anna Grace, if you don't go out with him or hook up with him, I'm going to. I was like, okay him And, but she was just, I mean, obviously she was kidding, but also, I don't know. <laughs> she, she's just always been so pro Austin. And so anyways, I went out with him the rest is history. We actually recorded in depth how we met story on my YouTube and maybe we'll, we'll circle back to it on another podcast episode. If we start getting in a lot of different listeners, but for now we wanted to, yeah, really just talk about this transition. Also, You guys had a couple questions that you submitted to Instagram. We might not do as much relationship advice. We might just do a little bit more of really just Austin coming into my intuitive intuitive career and what he thinks about it. A lot of people have been really curious. Oh, one of the first questions that I got on the question, I'm going to go ahead and just knock out the top DMs that people ask me about Austin. So the first one was, who is Zane? So Zane is Austin's son. He is 11. And everyone's always like, wait, was he married? All the questions. So no, Austin and Zane's mom were just super blessed with a beautiful, perfect angel baby boy at a young age. And now since we have moved to Florida, she lives like 15 or 20 minutes away. And I feel like for a long time, I never posted that just because I always wanted there to be privacy also around children in general. They deserve privacy from the internet. And I'm the influencer and no one else signed up for that. But I do feel like since I never addressed it, people assumed that it was like, I don't know. I don't know what people assume when they don't address things, but I just want to say that Zane's mom is lovely. She's stunning. I consider us friends. She lives like 15 minutes away from us and her and Austin just co-parent and it's just lovely. And I would never have moved off to, I would never move moved to Austin. I would never have moved to Florida if it was like some crazy situation. Everyone's like, what's the tea? I'm like, there, you know, there really isn't. We're just chilling. We're just hanging out. So Zane's with us part-time and with his mom part-time, which was a big part. So I wanted to uh, address that as a big part of the move to Florida. But before we get to all of that, I think the first question people asked was, how did you feel when I first told you about my (laughs) stars gift?
1: I was just very shocked and kind of in disbelief. I was like, "Yo, what did you say?" <laughs> like, you're you just told me something that's you know kind of like mind blowing. But uh, it, you know, it just was hard to process for a little bit. And um, but obviously, as time went on and you explained more, uh, I started to understand and be a little bit more like. I guess, I don't know how, how you say, open like, or open, okay. to yeah, yes, open. open to it. Yes, yeah. open to it.
0: Yeah, I feel like, well, okay, so first, you guys, we had been together for, like, six months. <laughs> and I hadn't told Austin anything because, well, first of all, when we started dating, it was the summer, so we were just getting to know each other. And then he went right into spring training and fall football season. And we lived an hour apart. So anytime we saw each other, it was like Thursday night for like two hours. I would go to his games. There wasn't a whole lot of time for me to be like, also, here's a little fun journey. Well, you knew I'd had this crazy like heart attack experience from the beginning, right?
1: Yes. You told you told me that story briefly, but you left out the part where you went to a different realm and
0: <laughs> came back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's just a hard story to just randomly blurt out. And I mentioned on that podcast too. It's, it's also, you kind of want to just tread lightly and see where, i was trying to figure out where you're at in your spiritual journey. Austin is very faith-based and definitely comes from more of a structured Christian background. But I do think that it's nice that he has always had his own relationship with God, or wouldn't you say?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... So I felt like we were, you know, at least he was really open to just praying. And also there was the the football side of things with like visualization and meditation. You've been very health conscious. Austin's been very naturally holistic and you're super intuitive. But so I'm thinking, oh, this will be easy. He's totally going to go there with <laughs> me um so we went to Jamaica it's like six months in and Austin's like when are you gonna tell or Shannon was like when are you gonna tell Austin you're a witch we really jokingly use the term witch in a, like, an endearing way just meaning I'm a powerful creature I love Harry Potter some people think the word witch sounds scary but Shannon always calls me Glinda the good witch and it's been on her stories much but anyways she was like when are you gonna tell Austin so we go to Jamaica and I we were playing we we're not really strangers do you remember this we were playing We Are Not Really Strangers. You're going to have to tell me. I don't know. I also can't remember. He probably was trying to, it was, like <laughs> blacking it out. So we were playing We Are Not Really Strangers, which is another game that I often force Austin to play because it's all about going deep and asking people. It's a great relationship game, great friend party game too. But I told him there was this card. I'm not kidding. I pulled a card. It was like, what's one secret you've been keeping for me? <laughs> Like well, I guess this is my moment. So I told him, I'm like, well, you know, kind of never really told you that I have this whole energy work practice, and I see people, and I do readings for them, and honestly, I've gotten pretty popular. And you know, if you ever hear about another platform or podcast, I don't want you to be totally confused, but just trying to gauge where you're at. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> okay. Well he doesn't remember it because because it didn't it took it took the second time me telling him for it to stick. I think I was I was so gentle, it was almost vague. He didn't really understand I think what I was saying. You didn't say anything about talking to dead people or okay. anything like that. Okay. <laughs> so so it wasn't it wasn't the full delivery and I could tell he was kind of like well that's great okay but I knew he didn't register so that was in January well in February we went to Miami and this was when I'm like okay I'm gonna get through to him you, you want to tell this part of the story
1: yeah so we're at dinner and she's like just out of nowhere is like hey I'm gonna like tell you about something and I'm like oh god what is she about to unload on me (laughs) and so uh, she starts telling me about a certain family member that I haven't ever talked to her about um, that I was very close with that passed um, a few years a few years ago and she basically described her described multiple people in my family that I've never discussed and things that they relayed or whatnot. I'm trying to, I don't don't know all the buzzwords, (laughs) (laughs) but
0: maybe you're doing so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she laid that on me and I was just kind of like, wow. Okay. I've never even like talked to you about these people and you're giving me this information. And then she pulled out a piece of paper and was like, look, see, I even have it written down from July. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, there it is. Like, wow. So kind of the, the breaking point for me, like, okay, well, this is pretty real.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So that's awesome. That's story. I love it. You did great. Good buzzwords. So this is what happened. So months prior, you, in July, okay, July, I was meditating, and this female energy was a great aunt of yours mm. who had passed came into my meditation. This was unprovoked, you guys. I don't. I just want you to know I am a medium, but I don't go around conjuring any spirits. Like I'm never just randomly trying to connect to Austin's, you know, ancestors. Also, there is some pri- privacy at, at at play because I've never even done a reading for Austin. He's actually not totally. We're not there yet. It feels a little foreign for him, but this was a message that just really needed to come through. So, female energy comes to me, and I immediately write everything down because I felt safe in the space and knew she was there for the good of Austin. And so, she tells me that in the month of May, Austin, well, she told me that Austin only had two coaching seasons. So, at this point, it's July, which means he only had fall and spring season left. And Austin Austin has no talks, intention, or anything of leaving. And she said that it was going to be really difficult. And basically, it was a situation that was greater. It was outside of him that was going to pull him out of coaching. And she also pretty much told me it was going to take him a minute to understand me and my abilities, but to please be patient with him. And also that she was just really happy that I was going to be there to navigate him through this difficult time. So I write all of it down. You guys, I am at this point, I know I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to convince him. So I screenshot it. So the screenshot timestamps on my phone and I emailed it to myself. I don't even know if I told you that. Mm, no. <laughs> I emailed it to myself because I didn't want him to be like, well, oh, you changed the date or something. I don't know. So, and I had it written on a piece of paper. So anyways, over the next you know, six months, I started collecting information just as it was come in. And here's the thing, when you're super intuitive, when you love someone and you're connected to them physically, spiritually, energetically, sexually, all the things, I just start knowing things about him. I can't explain it. I just do. And I do feel, I feel Austin is a lot more intuitive too than he leads on. But anyways, so she tells me this and she tells me that in May, he will be leaving his career and that I need to be extra supportive. Well, in February was when I started wanting to open up the floor for the conversation. Like, oh, maybe he's thinking about leaving. Maybe he's interested. When I told him this story and introduced my gifts to him, and this was a a really shock factor moment where he was like, wow, I really believe you. It's, It's unbelievable, but I know that there's no other way you would know this. I did not tell him in February that I knew something bad was coming because one, I didn't want to scare him. And two, I didn't know what it was, but I knew he was going to be fine. (laughs) Essentially, it wasn't until even after May. So literally, you guys, May 1st hits. So in February, there's so many moving parts of the story. In February, he officially believed me and became more open, but still wasn't like, please tell me more. He was just like, this is really interesting. But you were just like, I support you. I don't know. Were you scared? How'd you feel? No,
1: I was just kind of indifferent at that point. Like, okay. Like that was, you know, shocking, but you know, I'm just interested to see like what more you had to say, you know, in the future.
0: Yeah. See how it all plays out. Yeah. So interscene may, which she actually even told me, I wrote down on the piece of paper May. And I even, she even told me his next career step, which I wrote down. It's literally exactly what he's doing now in software sales. I love that I have it all written down. <laughs> I'm so glad I documented it because sometimes I'll tell him things now. And I'm like, remember, I told you that was going to happen three months ago. And he's like, no, I don't remember you saying that. I'm like, really got to keep my notes right here. I have like a little folder. It's an Austin folder on my phone. I don't even know if he knows that, but I do. I'm like things in six months. I'm going to tell Austin that I said that he forgot. Anyways. So May 1st comes around, and pretty much like clockwork was when Austin started experiencing, I would say just a culmination of burnout. He had been in Florida, was transferred to Tennessee for work, but his whole family unit was here. I don't know. I'm talking so much for you. I just, you want to take some away?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, so I had always been thinking about trying to get home. And so I was on a recruiting trip and I was traveling for like two weeks and AG was with me and was just going through, you know, a tough time mentally. And we got back to my parents' house in Florida. And it was at that point where I was home and I was with my son and I was like, man, this is where I really just need to be. Mm -hmm. And you know, God had been tugging on my heartstrings for years now, like, Hey, it's time. It's time. And I'm like, All right, give it one more year. All right, give it one more year. And then th- this was the year. So we were at home and we're in my driveway, and I'm already thinking, like, okay, like this is the time where. I'm going to have to call and, and tell them, like, I'm going to move on from from everything. And so we're in the driveway, and this is my parents' house. And I look next door, and there's this new guy that moved in about five months earlier to the house next door. And so he comes up to us and just starts a conversation and begins to tell us that he just put his house up for rent, even though he purchased it five months ago. That's so crazy. Yeah, which is wild. So... Instantly, me and AG looked at each other and were like, this is exactly where we want to be. This is where we want Zane to go to school. We have your parents right next door. Let's get this house for a year and then figure out what we're going to do after that. And so he had about a long list, like 25 people that wanted to rent his house because that's when the market was just crazy hot. And he just said, yeah, if you guys want it, you can have it. We were... Work- so I was just like, divine.
0: Divine timing. Austin was like, you know, I'm really starting to get to believe there. Because I am always for There's no such thing as coincidences. And this was the one it says, he looks at me and he's like, I, this was some crazy experience because we were just going to come home for two weeks on his recruiting trip. But I knew intuitively that this was his time to leave if, if he was going to leave. And, and like you said, too, like God was pulling on his, Heart, I always tell people the universe whispers until it shouts. And I think seeing you in that time of your life, I think that well, Austin, first of all, he's the hardest working person I've literally ever seen. He's so driven. He's so dedicated. His team loved him. He loved his people. He loved his staff. So it was just, he was so conflicted on wanting to be home, but wanting to show up for his people. And, you know, coaching is, you're like a father figure to those kids too. So it was really hard. But I think just knowing you from my perspective, just physically, you you were just spent. And I think it really just started taking a toll on your mental state. That was kind of the point where you're like, I physically cannot do this. And I always tell people the universe was until it shouts. Like, if you are working, overworking yourself and not listening to your body, God is going to intervene and be like, hey, I mean, just like my story that I told, (laughs) like, they're like, Hey, you've got to, this is your time. It's your time to pivot. And I feel like that's really what you were experiencing. Cause I would say, I mean, don't you think that was probably one of the toughest, like physical situations you've been in just feeling like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was definitely uh, uncharted waters for me because, you know, I was in this career for so long, 11 years And I was just kind of like in one mode, it's just grind mode the entire time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was able to push through it and, but this was just a different, a different beast. And, you know, I didn't really know how to, how to handle it. And that's where AG came in. And that's why I'm glad that she was with me, um, because, you know, we got through it and, you know, saw the, the meaning behind it and, why I was going through such a tough time and and uh, it led me to where I'm
0: supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can push through the body, but when it starts affecting your mental health, it's just time for you to take a step back. And I know I am so glad, though, that I was with you. And I'm glad that I had that special little message before. So I knew everything. I think I would have been a lot more concerned. I did not, you guys, know that I was going to move to Florida. I will say that I am psychic, but the, the Florida move was just so... We drove here. The guy literally walks out and is like, hey, do you guys want to live in this house? I have all these people renting it, but I'll just give it to you. We were like, what? And it's really nice because we live in a beautiful neighborhood. We were thinking about on the drive down, we were looking at homes for rent and there was nothing. Everyone was moving to Florida. I'm like, Austin, I don't know how we're going to get down there, how we're going to get just relocated. Not to mention you guys, we had just moved three months before this. We literally just moved in together three months prior in Clarksville. And then we come to Florida and I'm like, I call my mom. I'm like, mom, listen, don't be mad. She just helped me decorate the whole house. <laughs> we're moving to Florida. But she knew because my mom knows Zane and knows Austin's family and she knew the backstory. And she was really excited for us. I think all of my friends genuinely were like, this is what is best for both of you guys. So anyways, we move to Florida. We navigate through some dicey waters, just Austin and I have both been on a bit of a healing journey. And for me, coming into doing readings more has made me incredibly sensitive. and Austin was just learning to prioritize his mental health in more ways than he's ever had to. Sometimes you're just you're forced to take care take care of yourself better. Oh, but I did want to also talk about, too, before we get to the sobriety piece, what would you say is, like, one of the biggest, like, mental health takeaways or advice or something that you learned that you feel like you learned from me or something that helped you when you felt like you were struggling?
1: Oh, yeah. So the biggest takeaway that I got from this whole situation and just surrounding mental health in general is just the fact that you know your thoughts are just thoughts. They're not who you are. They don't they don't make you a certain person, or um, you know, they're not going to turn you into a certain person or whatnot. Um, you know, and you can't let those thoughts become a reality. Um, and you just have to realize that you know they're going to pass through, and and that you know you just continue to. To, to live life and have a positive outlook. And and that's kind of the biggest takeaway I got.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that was the one thing that I wanted to share on this podcast too, was that Austin, it was the first time we'd ever talked about intrusive thoughts. And I was someone that struggled with intrusive thoughts attached to like disordered eating or anxiety or just really negative just, yeah, intrusive thoughts, dark thoughts that you're like, why am I having these thoughts? They feel so scary. They feel so foreign to me. And when you don't, when you're not familiar with them, you think, oh, I'm crazy or I'm alone or this is so scary or why am I having these fear-based thoughts? Where are they coming from? And that was the conversation that I feel like I wanted to have on this because I've had other people DM me saying I'm having, you know, these really scary thoughts Remember that DM that I showed you too. Mm-hmm. And this girl was like, I want to do a reading with you because I just want you to tell me everything's going to be okay and these thoughts that I'm thinking aren't going to happen because they're scary or they're negative. And everyone has scary, intrusive, weird thoughts. It's totally normal. So if that's something you've ever experienced, that you don't have to do a reading with me for me to tell you that you're going to be okay. And then that was Austin. Awesome, really. I was able to understand, like, thoughts are just thoughts. What was your favorite book that you felt helped a lot to
1: Probably uh, 101 essays to change the way you think. Yeah. That was a, it's just got really insightful excerpts that mm-hmm. just,
0: you know, churn thought and maybe a little mental sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things that brought some helpful information. So anyways, our move to Florida, we were both set on a completely new paths of, I think getting to know ourselves, getting to know each other. I mean, he had been coaching, he would get up at 4am, go to work and then come home to me at night, like 8pm. So there wasn't a whole lot of room for us to, you know, deepen our relationship, even though we knew we were, it was really serious. And we were really committed to each other. But we still, you know, wanted to get to know each other better. And while Austin was going through, you know, his first experience of just prioritizing other things like meditating, reading, journaling, things he had never had time to do. I was really opening up my energy work practice to doing more readings. And even I felt like I was experiencing a whole new wave of information coming through, becoming really sensitive to being in crowds. When I went to stagecoach, it was, I was fainting again. And I feel like maybe that happens when I get overwhelmed. I'm just I don't know what else to say besides the fact that I'm very sensitive to being in crowds with lots of energy. As someone that can read energy, it can be overwhelming. So it was a lesson for me to learn, you know, energetic protection. And the biggest takeaway for me was cutting out alcohol, which Austin also had been on a sobriety journey coming out of coaching and just wanting to get his mind right and his body right, mind, body, spirit complex. And we just sort of never left after. I think the last drink I had was at stagecoach on that plane. And then I fainted and I was like, that's it. I'm done. It's just not, my body is not processing alcohol anymore. Right. What was your, you're like, so
1: my story is ever since I've been coaching and really it was like the past seven years, um, I would always take a dry period during the season, because I had so much responsibility Um, on game days. I had so much to process like in a short amount of time that I knew if I would have been drinking that week or drinking the night before probably would have failed my team and like sent in the wrong signal because Mm -hmm. I had on game day, I had to listen to the offensive coordinator, call out whatever play he was calling. I had to process that and turn it into kind of a visual concept And then relay each person's route or responsibility through a hand signal. And so it was just a lot of quick thinking and I had to be on my toes because the offensive coordinator was expecting me to correct him if he said something wrong. And so I just felt like that that was the best way to keep my mind clear, keep myself high with energy and, you know, sleep well at night. And so I would just do that for four months for the past seven years, I guess it was. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's not nothing new for me, but this period, I'm just, I'm kind of testing the waters a little bit longer just to see, you know, where I can get on, on my journey to health, you know, peak physical health, peak mental health, And just kind of, you know, experiment, not that I won't ever drink alcohol again, but it's just something that I want to challenge myself with uh, that I haven't gone as far before as I have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the piece that I want to bring in is that both of us had had experiences where alcohol was not serving us for where we were at in our life. Like, awesome, was going through every transition possible, leaving a career. We were moving. We had just moved. We came home. I'm I'm in a whole new state. Like, there was just so much happening. And I got got COVID. I mean, I was sick. It was just everything all at once. And so we're like, we literally don't have any place to feel like crap or to drink. And you kind of do have to commit. Because that's what I was telling Austin today. It's like, if you say, like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink on the weekends. And it kind of, like, slides into, like, a Thursday. And I was someone... I lived in Nashville for years. It was definitely more of a lifestyle change for me than it was Austin because he just didn't have time for it in his schedule. I kept wanting to drink, but obviously, as you guys know, I kept fainting. I broke my nose last year, and I was never, like, drinking. Like, I know people think Shannon and I both drink a lot, but actually, guys, even Shannon, like, she is way more – she is – I've never seen her blackout. Like, she's always in control, and I felt that way too. I always knew my limits. I always could hold my own. I was never, like – I would take, I would drink like two Mark, two skinny Marks, like out at like a restaurant, sitting down with girlfriends, like nothing crazy and then would faint. So anyways, it was a lot different, but I will say the more that you just get into the zone of being like, oh, I don't drink, but I still go out or I still like Austin and I still like, we went to Nashville for a weekend. We hung out with everyone. It just, it, you kind of get to this place where you're like, you don't really have to drink to have fun. It, It honestly, it's more so sometimes getting past people asking you like, "Oh, are you not drinking?" And now Austin, Austin will sometimes just carry like a soda or like, or like a lime soda, not a skill soda, <laughs> just soda.
1: That was my drink of choice, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you 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 just you know it's it's alcohol is a formality in social settings, and you know it just it's just different. But you know, you grab a, a any type of drink, and you know, I go out and just grab a soda and lime and. Nobody even knows, and I'm having a great time, and conversation's flowing, and everybody's just having fun. So it's you know, it's, it's really not a big deal,
0: and and it's been easy for us. It has been easy. I used to get so hungover too; it was terrible. Oh my gosh! Well, and that's the thing. I think I think the hardest part is that a lot of there, a lot of people have limiting beliefs around alcohol. Like I can only have fun when I'm drinking, or I can only feel connected to someone when I'm drinking, or I don't know. And I'm on the same page as Austin. I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. Like, we were in Nashville, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of nice to have a glass of wine with this dinner. But then once we got to the dinner at the end, I'm like, why would I have just drink one glass of wine? Like, eh, no. You know, like, I always end up being like, eh, I don't really want to because I don't want to get a headache or whatever. And then it just slowly has just gotten to a point where I just don't even... Now that everyone knows that I don't drink, I just, I still, because a lot of people are like, what do you guys do that you don't drink? I'm like, we still go out. Like we have brunch. We do all the things that we want to do. We just don't drink. And it just, it doesn't. And also a lot of my friends were with me when I fainted. So they definitely don't press it. But I do think that some people are kind of like, what? Like, they ask because, you know, maybe they think, I don't know, I don't ever want to make anyone feel like I'm judging them because I'm like, I used to be the biggest party girl ever. (laughs) So I'm not judging you. I just kept fainting and smacking my face. So it just didn't, it didn't work out. But I do think that I could challenge you guys going forward to maybe even just try, like I do an 80, 20 lifestyle, like 80% plant-based 20% a little bit of fun. And maybe at some point in my life when I'm not doing readings and because if if I do readings, when I went to Akashic record school, I actually had a training you have to be completely sober in order to do readings for people. Maybe it's not in all cases, but I feel the most clear and I can do the most, best reading when I am sober. So that's just been a something I've indoctrinated. But if I get out of a space where, you know, it's holidays and I want to have a glass of champagne at New Year's, maybe I'll implement more of an 80-20 perspective. 80% sober, 20% drinking. Austin's kind of on the same page. We're both like, it's not like we're never going to do it again, but I think that It's drinking with intention, you know, versus just drinking all the time just because it's there. Right. And then also, spoiler alert, I am doing an energetic protection around alcohol that's going to be coming to AG University for the holidays. So that if you're drinking, alcohol loosens our energetic boundaries. So it makes us susceptible to energies around us. That's why sometimes we may have a friend who's like, Every time she drinks, she acts so crazy or like you drink and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I like throw, why did I start a fight last night? Why did I do that? It's because it's like necessarily wasn't you. (laughs) You were influenced by other energies around you, whereas you normally wouldn't allow yourself to be influenced. So sorry, Austin, I had to go off on that tangent for a quick plug for what's to come on the alcohol courses because I am really excited because I know I'm not going to convince everyone to be sober, but I can also, I've been in a major learning lesson around energetic protection and you know, when going into crowds and going out and doing things and being around a lot of people. And if you are sensitive, not letting it rule my life, because I I got there for a little bit where Austin was like, okay, you're scared to go everywhere because there's a lot of people, you know, I might faint or get overloaded with energy. But I have gotten away from that mentality. We've both been, I feel like we've both been a massive learning curve on just navigating yeah, all new territories. But the more readings I do, I feel like the more open I get, the more sensitive I get you guys get. So this is kind of new. So, anyways, I guess I haven't been needed for as many readings as I have been lately. I've been doing them Tuesdays and Thursdays all day, every day. <laughs> um, that was the next question. A lot of people said they felt like their husbands. They were kind of like, well, how does Austin think about all the woo-woo stuff? Because their husbands maybe don't get it. Like, what's your perspective on me doing this stuff?
1: I think if it's your passion and it's something that you're, you know, ordained to do, then, you know, i I fully support you. And, you know, I don't think that, you know, I have like this philosophy on it. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just here to support you. And, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of husbands would, or boyfriends would kind of be in the same boat. You just, they just need to be explained. A, on a, I guess, third grade level, don't, you know, don't, don't take him to AG university straight off the bat. Don't, you know, yes. just don't throw them into the, the doctoral program, but um, you know, just, just kind of, you know, spoon feed them. And, uh, and, you know, she never forces anything upon me that I don't want to know about or, or, or whatnot, but, you know, sometimes I'll ask, Questions and sometimes I just listen, and for the most part, I just listen. So I'm just here for the ride and to support her because I know that what she does helps a lot of people because I've seen it. Um, and obviously, I experienced it myself, uh, and I didn't even ask for it. So, um, that was you it know, what's that
0: comforting to know? You know, someone's yeah, looking out for you,
1: and it, it was, it was, and I'm glad I didn't know beforehand. Um, And that's why I don't ever ask AG anything about the future or anything to do with me in the future is (laughs) because I just live it, you know, and AG, uh, but she definitely made me feel secure
0: about the situation and knowing it afterwards was comforting. Yes. Yeah, I always. Yeah, it feels good to know. And I will say that in my experience, and I speak for all men, but uh, a lot of my female friends are a lot more into this energy work and the readings and all the stuff that I talk about and do. And for some reason, I don't know, men are a little bit slower to come to it.
1: Something about we're from Mars and I think there's a (laughs) magnetic field around it. or
0: (laughs) dad jokes. Um, But I don't know why men are not as into the woo. or It's just, it's... I, I, you know, someone told me something one time, something about how women give birth. And so we think more in the future because we're thinking about, like, our, I don't know, our children that we give birth to. And men are more like, I'm protecting, I'm keeping you safe in the now. Like, they're a little bit more like, I don't know. Survival mode. Survival mode, maybe. Someone told me that. That was kind of a bad description. But anyways, I will say that I think... I actually had a podcast interview with a friend today who is so her name's uh Emma real with Emma it's her podcast. And she also is engaged to a football coach. We have so many similarities and she's in so into the woo. She's so amazing. So in her power, but it's funny because I would always ask her because before I told Austin, I'm like, how am I going to tell him all this information? Is this going to scare him off or is he going to I'm crazy? And she was just like, no, Casey's just along for the ride. And I will say, that you have just been along for the ride and very supportive. Sometimes I know he's confused and he just kind of looks at me like, I'm not really sure what you're saying, but I support you. And I always was worried, I think before we started dating, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to end up with someone who's like super spiritual and really into all this stuff for them to understand me or whatever. But I actually, and as you guys know, God always has a better plan for us. It worked out even better because. I'm so fortunate that Austin is who he is because he's so in his own lane. He's in his power. He's never like, do a reading for me. You know, like, it's not like that. But he's so, like, last week, for example, I had done a lot of readings all day. And sometimes when I get to this, like, frequency, because it is very high energy Situation to access the Akashic Records. I came in his office and I was like, I am shaking. I'm having such a hard time coming down. That's why I'm so obsessed with grounding. You guys, I'm always trying to ground and connect back down into reality and into my body. But Austin keeps me, I'm like, wait, give me one of those grounding hugs. So he's like, petting me and his energy is so grounding. He's like, okay, I'm just going to pull you back down. And that's another thing. I'm so in the future and I know a lot of things where they happen that I'm afraid if you weren't the way you were, I would never come back to the present. He's often reminding me so much of how important the present is. Like we were eating lunch the other day and he's looking around. He's like, God, it's just so beautiful here. And I'm eating, we're eating a salad at Publix, you guys. (laughs) He's like, it's just so beautiful. And I'm sitting here with you and I just can't even believe this is real life. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're so wholesome. And Sweet. <laughs> You're just, we're literally out publics baby. <laughs> Beautiful, Dad. Nice palm trees, right? Huh? <laughs> they do have nice palm trees. But I think that's the gift in our relationship that he's able to keep me in the present moment and keeping me grounded. And I think, you know, it's kind of nice sometimes that our men can just hold space for us and so maybe not totally go there all the way. Because I think if I was with someone with their with me all the way, we would just be in another realm. We would be in outer space. Oh, the only other question was, what is it like? What's the biggest differentiating factor? Like, well, what makes it different dating me versus dating someone else who's maybe not a full-blown wizard? I, don't,
1: I mean, because I'm not, like, heavily involved with what you're doing. It's, like,
0: it's not much different, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I think... um the only thing that I could think of was like how in, in Spain you're like, she's, she's spiritually sensitive. How I'm like, we get to like a Spanish castle. I'm like, everyone, ladies, we clear the whole house immediately. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's definitely different.
0: What's the weirdest thing I've done? Anything you've been like, that was weird. <laughs> I'm just curious. I've never asked you that before.
1: I think it was the one time where we were <laughs> sleeping in bed and you're like, yeah, I put a rock under our bed or something like it was like a protection. Yeah, some sort of stone underneath the bed. And I was just like,
0: what? <laughs> You're playing with rocks. <laughs> you guys, I this was the first time I had a ghost experience and I didn't want to scare Austin. <laughs> but I was terrified. I didn't drink caffeine for three weeks. Do you know how much I love coffee? I love a Starbucks pumpkin cold creamer, pumpkin cold brew. What is it? Pumpkin cream cold brew. That's it. There was a ghost in our room and it woke me up and it scared the just absolute bukkake out of me for like three weeks. And I'm telling you, I was in this phase of learning to up my boundaries when I was doing readings. I was kind of like staying a little, I guess, open. Energies were coming to me. So I I went through this phase where I'm like saging the house. I'm like crystals all under our bed. (laughs) Like, tell my thoughts someone was breaking
1: in the house. Oh. Yeah. So I think it happened like two nights in a row. But I'm laying in bed and like we had already been like laying in bed for about 15 minutes. So I think she's asleep. I think I fell asleep and like woke up for a little bit. And all of a sudden I'm like, I hear something and I hear like people talking. I'm like, oh my God, somebody in the house. And It kind of like went away. And so I went to sleep, went to sleep. And then the next day I was in bed, same thing. And it just happened a little bit longer. And I'm like, what am I hearing? Like, I'm not hearing people like walk around, just hearing people talk, but it didn't sound like it was coming from the bedroom. And so the next morning I'm like, "AG, I think somebody was in our house last night. Like I could hear them talking and she was like, was it when we were like in bed? And I was like, Yeah, I just heard like this almost like faint conversation or like whisper. She was like, Yeah, that was me
0: praying. <laughs> so I was communicating with the energy to leave our room. <clears throat> it was just really funny because I was certain also I was asleep. No, I think we figured it out faster because you got up and you walked around and you came back and you're like, What was that? And like, oh, I'm sorry. I was, oh, yeah. I was I was doing just a, a little house cleaning. I was upping my boundaries before I went to sleep. And I always say a little prayer over our bed and protection. I actually got a channeled a prayer from the Akashic Records specifically for any type of energetic protection before you go to bed. I think that, that should put that in AG University. I mean, this is specific, but if you ever feel like you're going to bed at night and you need a little blessing before you go to bed, you might have nightmares or restlessness, you know, maybe have a hard time falling asleep. I have a special little prayer that I wrote and channeled from Akashic records. It's like two pages long. So it is long. That's why I also thought so <laughs> walking around. It was me whispering in bed. Um, Anyways, well, so that's probably some of the weirder stuff that I've done. But for the most part, I want you guys to know, I've definitely done weirder things. He just absolutely does not know about it. And I don't know at what point in our relationship, maybe never. He's kind of like, he likes what he knows right now. And I only tell him things that I feel will, you know, benefit him you know, financially or career-wise or just a couple little pings I have here and there for you. Sometimes I just kind of read energy off of them because we live together and we do everything together and we're obsessed with each other. Very true. (laughs) Okay, so I know we were going to talk more about relationship Q&A. We might bring him back for that. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit more backstory, you know, introduce some more characters to the plot because this podcast is going to be a lot more intimate, long format storytelling about my life than any other platform Honestly because TikTok and Instagram don't really hold space for that <clears throat> but I have a newsletter there's a link in my bio it's free it goes out once a month if you're interested in doing a reading with me that's the only place the link will ever go out is in that newsletter to schedule with me but also I do some really fun relationship check-ins I have the love languages quiz and some really good talking points for you and your partner or also journal prompts for you if you're single so there's there's something there for everyone we switch it up every month. I love, I love asking Austin all the relationship checking questions. I selfishly write them and then ask him because I love to prompt him. <laughs> and I love to be the person that you guys could, you know, take some questions to your partner and ask them, get some things stirred up. Um, it's the similar format. So we are not really strangers, but just a couple of questions you could ask out loud or journal and courses are going to be coming. You guys officially in December. So lots there. Everywhere else, I talk lots of woo on TikTok, and I'm slowly using my Instagram audience in as well. You can find Austin at uh, <laughs> SirJetLiving.
1: Yep, SirJetLiving on Instagram. Just a lot of pics of football, AG, and me. And Z.
0: Um, Thanks for coming, baby. Yeah. Thanks
1: for talking. Thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Also just along for the ride. It was basically me talking the whole time. He's he's just. I don't know.
1: I threw out a couple stories.
0: (laughs) I love you. Love you too.